a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah, we've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. I'm pretty sure I did. So you got to Hands and Scotty, 97.5 KSL Sports. I'll mark it as so, but. One of the greatest songs of all time, by the way. I love this song. Hey, caller number 12, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. You'll win a pair, a pair of tickets to see the Australian Pink Floyd show at the Sandy Amphitheater coming up on August 9th. That was a seamless transition right there. It certainly was. What what a treasure you are. Yep. it's. You know what? I just, just bore through that reed like a rhino, just ready to <laughs> get the job done. Let's go. So... The Australian Pink Floyd? Australian Pink Floyd show. have not seen it, but I am a gigantic Pink Floyd fan. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, is one of the best albums in the history of music. So how about this? For my uh, my middle son turned 16, and you know what he wanted? A, a record player. He's now into vinyl. And you know what record he wanted? Dark Side of the Moon. It's the best. So now... I don't know. There's there's a lot of moments where you just have a lot of pride in your kids. Yeah, you know they get a good test or they they play well in a sporting event. And and I'm listening downstairs and I hear my son playing Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl in his room and I'm like, Where did you get it? What where did that come from? I don't know. You're you're not a Pink Floyd. I I I enjoy it, maniac. I, but I don't listen to it. He hasn't heard me listening to it. Very where, I wonder where he picked that up. But he just has good taste. Are the kids listening to that? I I do think, you know what's making a huge comeback is vinyl. Like, 10 years ago, you could go buy a vinyl record for like a buck. Now, 
I don't know, that sucker was, let's just say, that was an expensive gift. Not only the record player, but the vinyl itself. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So just a heads up, my dad, because he is a, my dad loves all of the secondhand stores. Yeah. So he does, anytime there's a yard sale, second, he and he got into vinyl sales for a long time. He had a collection, I'll bet, thousand vinyls, oh, more. I bet, does he still have them? I'm sure he does. Because I bet he could, if he's got some good albums there, he could sell those, make a little bit of money. Because that is, the kids these days, back into vinyl. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Isn't it funny how things go in waves? Everybody wants the latest and greatest in their iPhone technology. And then once everybody's got it, it's like, oh, so you've already got it? Oh, guess what you don't have? Vintage vinyl. Probably going to see people trying to activate old Motorola Razor phones. Be like, yeah, I want that flip phone. You know what's going to happen. Back to vinyl. Back to vinyl, yep. I know Jake Scott is a vinyl guy. He is. The audio quality is not better. Uh, It's different. It just just has the the squeak to it. It has a little bit more of just a vintage feel to it. Now, I don't have a lot of vinyl. I do have some. And I don't make a practice out of listening to it a lot, but there is something about listening to an album like an old, you know, Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde, or something like that, and putting the record needle down and just sitting back and listening to it. There's there's something to that. We need some party hounds vinyl. Well, I will say that because our our buddy Tim Lacombe just sent us another song, and it was just fantastic. It's lightning. Fell on Black Days is one of my all time favorite rock songs, and. Whether it's Soundgarden or Audio Slave, two of my all-time favorite rock bands. Obviously, same front man in Chris Cornell. Yeah. Rest in peace. The greatest wailing voice of all time. Tim doesn't try to compete with Chris Cornell. Tim just knows where he can fit, and he sings it well. I almost want to play it, but you want to play it? Give people a little taste of Give people a little taste. what Tim Lacombe sounds like when he's got his guitar in his basement, having a little one-on-one jam session. And it's great because Scotty and I get the insight on this. For those of you that don't know Tim Lacombe, jazz insider. This is Tim just sitting back with his guitar. Have you ever stopped by his place? I haven't. Oh, dude. his uh... He hasn't invited me. Well, I think I was dropping off a check or something. <laughs> And uh, I love this dude so much, man. Music moves that guy. It does. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Nice job, Coach. You're the best. Uh, pre, half, and post on the radio broadcast for the Utah Jazz. And I call him BYU legend. I call him the job father. Well, has he come on with us since? No, no, he hasn't. So he's still the, he's still the Dodge father. Right? Yes. Okay, fine. The Dodge <laughs> father until he joins us. We'll find out tomorrow. That was a mean name that you created for him. Sorry. All by yourself, Lloyd. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, all by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought we were going to put that on Lloyd. It is on Lloyd. Is it, though? As I remember it. 
Hey, ReMedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. ReMedical. Renew, restore, reclaim. Visit ReMedical.com today. Earlier in the show, we had a really great conversation with Brian Fisher, Fox College football writer. He's out in Vegas right now. He's going to be covering the Pac-12 tournament, but he is very dialed into what's going on with the Pac-12 and negotiations and some of the fallout that we're seeing from the USC and UCLA decisions. When we went through that conversation with him, did he leave you feeling better about the chances of the Pac-12 staying together or worse? Uh, Slightly better. Slightly better for me, too. Yeah. When he was talking about the, the chancellors and the presidents that have sat around and felt like it was a very conducive meeting. I think there's a lot of people out there that are doing everything they can to discredit the Pac-12 and George Klofkoff. Now, look, I don't think they've handled themselves particularly well. They haven't battled it well. They haven't battled it well. And I do think that Brett Yormark has ran circles around George Klofkoff. I, I won't argue that one bit. But... This whole impending sense of doom that some have put out there, I just, I can't go along with it right now. Not saying it won't happen eventually, but I don't think that you're going to see some announcement in two weeks where Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State are bolting to the Big 12, that um, that Oregon and Washington are going to take 50% of a share to go to the Big 10, and Washington State and Oregon State are going to go to the Mountain West. I just, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't think it's a great situation they're in, but I do think that they'll be able to slap something together. And he thinks in the matter of a couple of weeks. And Brian Fisher's like, "Hey, let's just that was his time. Let's line. calm it down here. A couple weeks. I think things are going to be okay." My, my biggest issue with this, it is the number one hang-up point that I have. Number one, if I'm a president of any one of these universities that sits in the Pac-12, I am not committing to anything. No, you can't. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And I'm not committing to anything because there we have already seen examples of schools that are locked in by grant of rights. They're locked in. You would think they can't leave, but they did. Yeah. They left and they left you in a lurch. They left you holding nothing. Oh, but that money gets distributed back to the conference and will be paid out Equally in distri- in distributions of four to five years, you know, because Texas and Oklahoma, or Texas and Oklahoma, well, I can't remember how much money they're putting back in it. A lot. Hundreds of millions. Yes. Yep. Texas and Oklahoma have to give the Big 12 Conference hundreds of millions of dollars as they exit. And I don't remember the exact number. I just know it's big. That tells me if I'm... Hmm, Washington State. I look at Oregon and I'm and I look at Washington and I'm like they could leave any time and they'll pay out what they got to pay out. So if I'm George Klyovkov and I'm sitting down with Oregon and Washington, I'm saying, hey, everybody's a little bit worried about your commitment to this conference. So would you mind signing this? And he slides it across and it's, it essentially says you give up full ownership of your university if you leave this conference. We take full rights and. It, whatever that agreement is that he slides across is going to be an a eye-boggling agreement, and nobody's going to sign it. No. I don't so, know why you would. So when push comes to shove, you're not going to get the documents signed to unify the 10 to feel confident that you're all in this together. 
especially if the numbers are looking at 25 to 28 million. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to, because you know your mark is foxy enough that he will call and say, hey, just so you know, these are the projections with Washington and Oregon. And I, I know that the Big 12 has been marketing more of the four corner schools, but they're out of their minds if they're not reaching out oh, to yeah. Washington and Oregon, which I'm sure the Big 10 is more reaching out to. And saying, this is what we can do together. Does this sound interesting to you? Together, we can reach. And I don't the, – the thought of a Big 12 super conference that involves Oregon, Washington, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, the, the thought of that, pretty exciting to me. Yeah. Primarily because now you've got two teams here in the state that will be connected to it. You get that in-state rivalry back. And BYU won't have to shell out whatever money they got to shell out to go to West Virginia. You just play everything that's in your Western Conference area, and and we're all unified, making tons of money and competing. I honestly think that something that has been talked about a bit, but I don't think has been talked about enough, is some kind of alliance slash merger with the ACC. A, Between the Big 12 or no, Utah the Pac-12? Pac-12. You, and you the never ACC. hear that. You never hear that. Be, and that I, th- I wonder if some of that has something to do with AC, the ACC's grant of rights. Well, and again, their agreement you, was deep. you're not going to pick up their grant of rights, but some kind of a short-term band-aid where you can kind of under the same umbrella, you've got the Pac-12 and the ACC, and you both play your conference schedules. You play a championship game between the two conferences. You share TV rights. Maybe it gets ACC money boosted up a little bit because now they can they can also negotiate a West Coast. Um, I think it was the old president of ESPN on a podcast mentioned that that would, could be a way to solve things for both conferences that are taking a lot of heat right now. Yeah, if I'm the ACC, I'm sending some type of notification west that says, hey, are you sick of feeling second tier? So are we. So are we. Maybe if we come together, if we unify our forces, maybe we can overcome the Big Ten's let's be, nasty dollars. Let's be second tier together. And, that, and that's what it would be because you've got a long way to catch up with the SEC yeah, or the Big Ten and their 50-plus million in distribution. You've got some good teams in the Big 12 that are continuing together with this recent deal that Yorn Rock put together and there's still 20 million light yeah. per team in distribution. All right, 225 Hans and Scotty coming up next. We'll spin the wheel a little sports roulette straight ahead right here on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Wherever you go, the zone will be right there with you every step of the way. It's the all new KSL Sports Zone. I love it. Where you can listen to The Zone wherever you may be. Listen to me, this stuff is available everywhere. It's your new home for streaming The Zone and getting all the latest news, insight, and analysis of the teams you can't live without. It's the all-new KSL Sports app. Available now wherever you shop for apps. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Like a fifty dollar a month card. Yeah. Yeah. Expiring. Yeah. Doesn't so, roll over. No. It's a 50 Maybe bucks, like fifty use it bucks or lose a month. It. Use it or lose it. Yeah. All the use it or lose it. I like that. Yeah. So, Scotty and I haven't talked about this. Yesterday, I stumbled into one of the greatest snack rooms, Valhalla, if you will. It is. I felt like I died and found myself in Valhalla. Elysium. What, what did you think you? Yeah, what did you think you found? Like it was like King Tut's gold. <laughs> I didn't. So I, I called Scotty from the, the room. The amount of joy that was coming from you oh, in that phone got, call. It's got everything: cookies and protein bars, and and then it's got two freezers stacked full of different kinds of frozen burrito options, frozen pizza options, burgers, breakfast sandwiches, and then it's got two big free refrigerators full of drinks, all kinds. Yeah. Uh, everything from a iced mocha to a bottle of Diet Dr. Pepper. And this wall has every chip you could think of. And I walk down there and I'm like, oh, because oh. I didn't think it was a pay room. I just thought I'd stumbled into the world's greatest snack room. So I call Scotty. I like and, how you automatically just assume, oh, this is a free room. I, I, well, I did. And I call Scotty and Lloyd. I'm like, get down here, you guys. Right now. Get down here. Wait till you see. But Lloyd, Lloyd had already been there. I had not been there before. We'd been here, what, in this building for about a year now. Yeah. And I I had no idea that room existed. Lloyd, I had to tell you, like, don't, don't open anything. But yeah, Lloyd was there. like, don't you, do it. You got to tell him not don't take stuff. Because well, I could see you with your backpack and just taking an arm oh, and just, yeah. 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 Lloyd breaks the bad news and he says, no, man, no, 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 no. There's a pay station there. You have to pay. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, what did I do? You paid. Yeah, you I actually paid you for something. Okay, yeah. I said, you know what? No, Let me show you how this works. No, Nate, what I did is I asked Lloyd to show me how iPay works because he has iPay on his phone. And, Apple and yes, Pay, not iPay. Or, or Apple Pay. And, and so- I had a few things, snack things, five or six, and Scotty had a couple that he picked out. And if he's going to pay, might as well just pay. 
So it ended up a lot of that stuff was free. It was all for free. educational purposes. It so. was free. Let me see how this works on your phone because I'm, I'm new to the iPhone world. Hey, I will tell you, though, Nate, if you get any reports from security, Scotty and I did look like a couple of expecting mothers in the paternity section looking for clothes for babies and price checking. Yeah. It, like we we took every item out we, of the freezer. It was all for and, informational purposes only. And we wanted price a, checking. Yeah, we were price checking, see what it compared to. By the way, that burrito, research. that burrito, yeah, was research. A, that burrito was a great value. Yeah, the hot pocket appears to be a good value too. Uh, the Totinos, those were a little bit on the pricier end, if I remember right. Those were about those were about five bucks. Uh, two sixty nine for the two XL uh, uh, spicy chili burrito, which I did consume. <laughs> By the way, frozen. <laughs> but then we had to try the pizza too. Yes, two sixty nine for the pizza. Frozen hamburger. Way overpriced. Yeah, yeah, that one was a little. That was. But it does look good. I'm. I may splurge and just have a frozen burger. It's a six dollar and twenty cent frozen burger. I might. I don't know. Just we'll to see. see if it's worth it. That's a heck of a stink, and it's got a freezer area with desserts too. I know Nate was talking about getting the was a Twix ice cream. You got the Twix and the Snickers. You got the big old Toll House cookie, the fat ice cream oh, yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, I could spend a lot of time in there, man. And a lot of money. Yep. And we, hey, it won't roll over. We just we want enough to keep our ourselves. So fat. there was a uh, there was a radio station I worked up in Logan, and we moved to a new location. It was uh, we were in the upstairs of this insurance building, and uh, so to get to our station, you had to walk up these stairs. And this insurance company had this, they called it the honesty box or the integrity box, but it's a bunch of candy bars and in this box, but you, and you could just grab one and then, but you had to put like your 50 cents or your dollar into this little box and pay for it. And they're like, Hey, we're just going to assume that you guys are going to be honest about it. And apparently the insurance company had this thing going and it went well and everybody paid until the dudes from the radio station came and we destroyed that thing and didn't really pay there were a lot of like little IOU slips in there, like "Oh, I'll get you next time" or something like that. Oh, that's not good. And that, I should introduce you two to the seventh floor of this building. Then, do they have an an honesty box Dude, up there? It's not an honesty box. It is take whatever you want, and it is it's like go, you die and go to heaven, hence. You, Are you literally serious? die. Like the display downstairs. It's it's better than the display well, downstairs. I, think, I spent six months up there. I think we may have shut down the fifth floor because there was some stuff at the fifth floor, but now there's no, not you, anymore. Yeah, you, no, you two like. You two single-handedly almost emptied the entire freezer of Fat Boys. Let's just start with that. Uh, hey, we have Scott twice. Mitchell helped us. Yeah. Scott, Scott Scott got involved in that, too. Scott's been a trooper. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. He's carried. He's really carried us through this expedition of ice cream. <laughs> the other day, we are just leaving. and trooper. Scott Mitchell walks out, and then he comes back in, and hands like, you get one? He's like, darn right I did. Bad day, huh? Yep. <laughs> Oh, boy, we got to get to it. All right, sports you're let. Lloyd, fire up that wheel. Jazz, take care of business. Jazz, <laughs> do exactly what they need to do last <laughs> night. They took care of business, played well, and lost to the Dallas Mavericks. So I've got some jazz observations. We'll get to those. I mentioned the starting five, and I talked about some of the minutes that – were distributed out there. Your starting five was Simone Fontecchio, Ochao Baji, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kelly 
uh, Linick and Larry Markinen. That was your starting five. And then you gave 23 minutes to Damian Jones, 15 minutes to Johnny Juzang. The, the distribution was right. The youth was right. And, it, and that was fine. But coming out of that game, even though we're in the jazz market, the story to me just wasn't about the jazz. It was about Dallas. Yeah. I got a slightly better feel for Dallas than I had going into that game. And I still don't think that they're going to be better than Phoenix. I still don't think that they would beat Denver in a seven-game series. But they did look at times to actually run plays. They looked like actual plays that were being run. Yeah. Where you had guys that were rotating out. Kyrie was doing some search dribbling. He's so good at finishing, but he distributes well. And whether it was Max Kleber or it was Kyrie rotating back out, because he was hitting some catch and shoot threes that were fantastic. Those things were all working well. But then you've got this gigantic offensive piece that is just undeniably one of the best things in the NBA in Luka Doncic. Yeah. And I don't know, what did those guys combine for? It was over 60, wasn't it? Uh, let's see. I've got the box score up here. Yeah, let me know on that. I want to say they combined over 60 because I know Kyrie went over 30. And I'm pretty sure Luka got close to it. So let's see. Kyrie had 33, Luka 29. So, so there you go, 62. So those two are... A nightmare. I will tell you that I saw Luka Doncic as an open door a couple of times. That is a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, his effort on defense is just pathetic, to say the least. And I'm not sure Pal is an answer. I'm not sure anybody's an answer. Well, and the loss of Finney Smith certainly hurts. Yeah. Because you have one of the best defenders in the NBA that you just gave up to go get Kyrie Irving. So I don't think that Dallas matches up well against Denver or Phoenix. But I brought this up with David yesterday, and it's still giving me pause. And I I went through the roster because Golden State is getting their guys back. Are you telling me Golden State went from this empire – to a complete collapse and that we can't take them seriously. Now they've got Draymond Green back and Steph Curry back and Clay Thompson back and Jordan Poole back. All of a sudden, they don't know how to play basketball and they're not a contender. You know how much they love this right now? Oh, yeah. Everything is talked about about, except for them. No attention on Golden State. And I believe the only thing that they're missing right now off the court is Andrew Wiggins. Let me see if I can find an update on Andrew. And Andrew's getting close to his return. So he is listed as, right now, game time decision. He's listed as a game time decision, Scotty. So you have pretty much, and that's against uh, Memphis coming up tomorrow night on TNT. That's an early game on TNT. Might want to watch that one, yep. people. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you're going to get the TNT crew's take on John Morant, which I can't wait for that. And then you get to see this Golden State team pretty much the full complement, especially if Andrew Wiggins is back on the court. Scotty, we can't just dismiss it. No. No, not at all. And if for some reason Golden State met up with Phoenix and you get a little Kevin Durant 
versus the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series, put it in my veins, man. That is sports candy to me. They're not Phoenix gonna... Suns, Kevin Durant healthy. Yeah. Seven-game series against a healthy Golden State Warriors team. I mean, there's always that moment where Father Time just says you're done. And I don't know if Golden State's getting close to that or not. But... Well, Clay Thompson has to be the bionic man at this point. And then, you know, Steph Curry's coming off his injury, and, you know, everybody seems to be a little bit more beat up than they've been in the past, so... Clay Thompson's averaging 23 points. I love it. I love it. And he's probably... I mean, he'll never get back to where he once was. He's probably 80% of what he used to be. 85%. Yeah. And is still averaging 23 points. Yeah. Jeez. He's so... He's incredible. But the the guy that is still the wild card is Jordan Poole, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Poole coming off the bench as a spark plug. That guy himself could go off 35 or 38 a night. Easy, easy. So you've got a really good situation there with Golden State, Dallas, Phoenix. Um, Yeah, I look, I think it's either going to be Denver, Phoenix, or Dallas. I, I don't know. I... I just think but no Golden State. I don't think so. It just seems like the door is starting to shut there. But hey, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for the old dogs to be able to hang in there and get it done. It it's funny because David brought this up with us yesterday. Why are you so sub, uh, or dismissive of the Denver Nuggets and? I can't help but continue to dismiss them. Yeah. It does feel like a team that's set up to just plow through a bunch of regular season wins. They do feel like the Jazz of two years ago. Nikola Jokic currently averaging a triple-double. I remember a day when the triple-double was so elusive. It was so difficult to come back. And the Jazz have not had a triple-double in... 12 years? Westbrook kind of wrecked that, didn't he? The value of a triple-double. He did. Nikola Jokic averaging 24.5 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. And he is, you know how I feel about Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players. I, yep. I, I like Nikola because when you push, he pushes harder. Um, the problem is, is I don't believe that this Denver team has enough off the bench or enough in the tank. Not that the bench is the biggest part of the postseason, but it can be when you're dealing with injuries. Mm -hmm. For sure. Phoenix Suns beat Denver in a seven-game series. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. We'll wrap this thing up, get you ready for Unrivaled next, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by Steve Cleveland, his weekly appearance. I don't know at any point in the college game if you can win by losing. But in the pro game, you can. The Jazz, judging by who they're sitting recently, seem committed to the idea of improving their draft status. It's going to be really difficult for them to make the playoffs, just looking at the schedule moving forward. And it's not like they're tanking in the sense that it has anything to do with effort. It's just they don't have the bodies they had. And injuries to Markin or to a Clarkson, 
and had a huge impact on this team. Utah's had a great year. I've loved their effort, and I think that's what that program's all about. That's kind of what the mindset of the Utah Jazz has always been a toughness and a competitive group of people, and they just can't ever get away from that. And I don't suggest for a moment that they will, but we'll see a great effort going down, whether they're winning or losing. Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Standing here beside you. Probably best that I leave for a bit. <laughs> Things are getting tense. Yes. All, All right. Nonsense. Hey, remember, Reed Medical, Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic, offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. Visit, visit ReedMedical.com today. Bit of breaking news coming down from the world of the NBA. John Morant has been cleared of criminal charges after appearing to flash the gun at the nightclub. Glendale, Colorado police were not able to determine the probable cause existed for filing any charges. So as far as him brandishing the gun or being intoxicated or where he was or in public or any of those things, that would have probably played a pretty big role in the extremity of the NBA's suspension. It is null and void. No charges. NBA can still get involved. You know how the NFL, they don't necessarily need criminal charges. NBA doesn't seem quite as heavy-handed as the NFL does. And I know the NFL kind of picks and chooses what they want to get fired up about, what they don't. But uh, I'm now, with that news, I'm now with you. I do think that you'll see Jaw back relatively soon now. Yeah, you'll see him in the postseason. Yeah. But I still feel like the NBA is going to get to the bottom of, if he ever had the gun on the plane or ever had the gun in the locker room and if they can find any that's the problem you're not going to find those witnesses because there's not going to be a teammates it's like dylan brooks and be like hey man he had a gun nobody's going to say it no everybody will but this is your big fear with a guy like john morant because he's young and obviously dumb he's obviously stupid yeah to do what he did he's dumb and he's getting away with it and you know what happens when you get away with something? Yeah. No repercussions. Nope. You do it again. Yep, absolutely. And the next time it might be a little bit more violent or it may yeah. have a little bit more meaning. He pulled or not pulled. He b- brandished or showed a gun to a 17-year-old that he just pummeled, according to reports. Yeah. 
All right, that wraps it up for us. Unrival coming up next. Uh, I'll be on the show in Vegas because even though it's a game day, I still like to do my radio show because that's the most important thing that we do. We love your commitment. We really do. Not a lot of people are committed these days. Mucho appreciated. Yeah. Not a lot of play-by-play guys. That means very much. What? So not a lot of play-by-play guys are committed like you are. Well, I mean, look. Look, the the play-by-play stuff, that's, you know, that's a side hustle. The show... It's what pays the old mortgage. Can't screw around with that. Yeah. And let's be honest. Do you really need three or four days away from your show to go call a couple games? No. No. Even the day of. Seems excessive and unnecessary. There's a lot of technology that allows you to do the show from a hotel room. Well, the thing you have to remember is people rely on you for their daily sports entertainment. And... When you just say, I'm not going to be there, then it puts all the weight on me. And I always let them down. That's not true. I understand that all I do is get us in and out of breaks, and then you. That's not the case at all. (laughs) Hey, I'm excited. I'll see you. uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Safe driving, bud. And uh, you know what? You and Lloyd, be prepared. If I get stuck somewhere and I need somebody to talk to to keep me awake, I need I might need some help. So. Okay. And if you get really stuck, just remember that Comrex has a battery and you can do it. Do the show from a snowdrift. From the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> Scipio has a nice place. I'm down. Let's go. XXYKK, whatever is the. Yeah, what is that? What's, how's that pronounced? I don't know. I, I have no idea, but it's somewhere between here and California. I always laugh and think of Lloyd at Tokerville. I always think like, oh, that's kind of funny. Huh. It's ironic. Don't you think? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Hands on Scotty. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.